Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ismono podcast. And today I am very honored to have with me as a guest, Roland. He's one of the presenters of Rush Faster, which is a website in Australia. And yeah, hello, uh, Roland. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with me. And hi, Bert. Yeah, maybe... Hi. <laughs> no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I'm also new to this podcast thing sometimes, and I'm just you're doing great. You're doing great. You're talking into this thing. So yeah, maybe for everyone who doesn't know you, maybe you can give us a quick introduction to yourself. Sure, I'm one of the presenters on Rush Faster, which is a YouTube channel, but it's also an online store in Australia where we sell uh, carry gear, and the YouTube channel is is all about uh, bringing better gear better ways to carry to our audience and we do mm -hmm. guides and walkthroughs uh so it's it, you know it's backpacks it's um it's phone cases it's wallets it's ca carry carry uh carry oars messengers duffels mm -hmm. you know slings you name it we'll talk about it mm -hmm. and just uh for me as uh information since you are just in quotation marks the presenter do you have also say in what is curated and what's on the store or is rush faster basically just saying okay here this is the stuff that you oh, no. are going to make a video about so the channel is almost separate to the store mm. um, okay the the store has been going um for i think about a decade and i I've only come on board in the last year um mm -hmm. on okay. on the channel and the the channel itself is is much broader than the store, you know, yeah. we'll talk about anything. Um, the store, you know, is, uh, sells a lot of the stuff that we talk about, but because it's a store, there's all of those issues with sort of supply chain and, um, you know, like what they can get in, I assume, I don't know, I, I don't have anything to do with it, but, mm. um, if, if, if we talk about something on the channel that's on the store, we'll link, we'll link it to the store so people can, mm. um, find more information, but then we'll also link to the original manufacturer's, um, yeah, page okay. as well. So people can go and investigate it. So no, I have, um, I have, uh, quite a lot of control over, over what that's we talk cool. about and, and so do the other presenters, you know, we talk about the things that we like and we talk about the things mm -hmm. that we use so that we have, I guess, some real experience or authority on the subjects uh, it's um, that's cool yeah it's not it's not at all a marketing channel for the store yeah i see all right so what we both prepared are three questions questions for each other and we take turns with 10 minutes time and I, my very first question to you is um i asked this Tom uh, from Pack Hacker as well uh, a few years ago, and I wanted to ask you this as well because I think this is very interesting. What are your three nitpicks or pet peeves on bags or EDC that you dislike the most? Mm, I listened to that episode just last week <laughs> um, because because you put them all up now on um, yeah on other podcast platforms, so I was able to listen to it, which was really good, and. Um, I ha I definitely have a few, and oh, I'm um, interested. Yes. Oh, hang on. And and, and Tom took a moment. <laughs> Tom took yeah, a moment to think about it. It's it is difficult. difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, but given that I'd listened to it, I should have prepared some. Um, oh, oh, oh! What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh man! <laughs> I even talk about them in my videos. Like when I get a when I when I'm looking at a bag, 
there are some things that always okay here's one thing that 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 annoys me you know in like um the evergoods chz 22 and and 26 Mm. are you familiar with that bag it's a great pack and like evergoods do really good stuff but the only way to access the laptop compartment is underneath the yeah the flap so the the, yeah. the quick access pouch mm-hmm. on the outside which is really handy and i think yep. you have to have in a bag it's into the space that folds yep. over the top of the laptop sleeve. Yeah, it overlaps a little bit right that's right so if, yeah. if that section is full of your sunglasses and your keys and your airpods mm. and you want to go in to get your laptop out you've sort of got to like lift it up out of the yep. way and then reach in with your other hand to get the laptop out that's a good point and so that's kind of something and, and Evergoods aren't the only manufacturers to do that or something similar. Um, but that's something that I dislike because I can see what they're trying to do, but in the execution, they've created another problem, which they haven't solved. Yeah, that's true. And I guess a similar thing sometimes happens with external water bottle pockets where mm-hmm. they to use them, they really eat into the main compartment. Yeah of the yeah. bag they bulk into the main compartment kind of right especially right. with those bigger bottles yeah so that would be i guess that would be my pet peeve would mm-hmm. be um like <laughs> non-independent capacity pockets yeah which yeah. is such a nerdy thing to say <laughs> but- no it's 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 a totally valid point it's and it's something that is uh makes it so clear that bags are so highly subjective because i know many people who dislike pockets that bulk outwards and because that makes the bag appear a little bit um weirdly shapes right because then you have a bump here then there's a bump while other people really like when that uh there's enough space into the main compartment and those extra pockets don't eat up from the main compartment as you said so yeah i don't know it's uh it's really interesting to see that people have so many different um requirements of those features Mm. i will give i i I do love that um that chz 22 yeah even though it's got that yeah yeah, uh, that issue and and that actually is a bag that has great water bottle pockets because mm-hmm. the stretch material is so stretchy that yeah. if you put your water bottle pockets in there, they're sort of True. held in the outside so it doesn't eat into the capacity. So it wins a point there. So it's okay. Okay, but so another that's point. You... Okay, that okay, good. Because I've only got one more. <laughs> and it's to do with water bottle it's to do with water bottle pockets. You know yeah. when there's a water bottle pocket on a bag it's like on the side and it's an external water bottle pocket and this only happens in like top loaders there's a zip and the zip goes down past the um the opening of the water bottle pocket holder oh so so if you've got a water bottle pocket if you've got a water bottle in the pocket and you want to open your bag fully you have to put your hand in behind the water bottle pocket yeah and sort of fish around, find mm-hmm. the zip, and then zip it over. And then if you've got the water bottle pocket on the other side and you want to open it all the way up, you've then got to, like, jam it all the way down to get it open. And I just think that's it. it uh, I think Air did it on um, one of their recent 
packs, maybe the, one of the travel packs. I can't remember, but I've seen it on quite a few bags. And I just think, just make it half an inch shorter mm. and you won't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Now that I think of it, I never thought about it because I rarely use the water bottle compartment outside. Um, but I'm now that I think of it, I see that quite often, actually. It's not that uncommon for manufacturers to put that zipper right or very close to that water bottle pocket. And I don't That's know, a, because it does happen so often, I don't know if there's a reason for it that I just am not aware of. Um, but as a user, I, mm. it, always, it always just sort of irks me because it's just, it's just another one of those finicky things that yeah. e every time you go to get your water bottle or every mm. time you go to open your bag, you have to deal with. And those kind of things, I think, add up over time to you not wanting to use that bag. Are you using uh, usually using like those big hydro flask metal bottles? I've or got a you... um, I've got a seven hundred and fifty mil Camelback. Okay, shoe. that's this is, this that's is the one that big, I use. Then. It's yeah. big, but it's not it's not like those one liter Nalgene yeah. bottles. So, um, but still difficult to get around if if it's in the water bottle pocket. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's less so <clears> the, the the volume. It's more the height of it. Mm. Um, so this mm. one's probably about, I don't know, 25 centimeters, but yeah, anytime you put something in there, whether, even if it's an umbrella or a tripod, you're mm. going to run into that issue. Um, yeah. So those are my pet peeves. But I honestly wouldn't know if, how to solve that properly. Obviously you could end the zipper a little bit higher, but then people probably would complain that you can't open it up completely. Possibly. Um, Possibly. I'm not sure what, what the best solution would be there. Well, my favorite water bottle pocket of all time is on the <clears throat> Tom Bin Synapse and Cynic, which is in oh. the middle of the bag. So, oh. Yeah, so it's That's great because it completely disappears. So it's sort mm. of this weird internal, external water bottle pocket. Mm. And then the weight is dead in the center of the bag. Mm. So, you know, if you've got a liter of water on you that's a kilo of weight which yeah, is quite significant true. in a pack yeah and exactly. in the tombin synapse it sits like flush in the center so you don't sort of like feel it drag mm. either side so that's my favorite solution for um for water bottle pockets now that you say it uh, there were a few bags that had have this kind of what is, what's it called it's kind of like spandex feeling a pocket in the front which kind of like a quick access drop in for, I don't know, for a jacket, but also obviously for a bottle. I think that for me, now that I think about it, would be the best solution. And, and as you mentioned, one kilogram, which is like two pounds, right? Yeah, it's two, is it two pounds? Yeah, one maybe. Kilogram? Yeah, Let's, two pounds. Yeah, maybe. yeah about it. Um, <laughs> We're both in the imperial system. <laughs> That's right. We're living you in say, the future. Yeah, you say you need to get to the imperial system. This feet and this pound thing <laughs> is too complicated for me. So, yeah, two pounds or one kilogram. If that's on the side, that's really annoying. That's it's significant totally enough. Right. Yeah, it's mm. definitely. All right. Thank you so much for answering uh, that question. And now I pass... Over to you. What's your first question? Okay. 
If you could take elements from other bags to build the perfect pack, what would it be? Interesting. So, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, over to you. Uh, over to you. Sorry. Um, now, yeah. Now that we talked about it, I would like to have this kind of mesh, quick drop-in pocket at some somewhere around the back. But I don't know. Now, from a usability standpoint, that's great. From a look standpoint, I'm not hundred percent sure if I would like that over time or if that would kind of annoy me um what else um i'm looking over to my rack of bags um on the able carry max i do like the water bottle pocket that expands to the inside because i am the one person that prefers the shape of the bag uh, that stays like it is um, and doesn't like expand to the outside. Furthermore, I rarely use external water bottle pockets. <clears throat> um, just because I always tell the story, I was running on the Dubai airport. Um, and I had, I tended to always carry this aluminum water bottle pocket because I really dislike drinking cold water. I always have like, little bit room temperature warm water so i like having um al isolated aluminium water bottles and i had this huge bottle in an external water bottle compartment i think it was inside the the wanderer i'm not 100 percent sure which bag is what and i had to run from one gate to another and i was running and then this aluminium water bottle just flew out of that pocket and dropped on this marble or whatever <laughs> airports have this marble floor and was so loud and it was it scared me but more importantly it scared like everyone <laughs> around me and i was like holy shit if and dubai always scares me for some reason that someone picks me up or anything um yeah airports um, aren't a place that you want to be creating fear yeah and I already had a few incidences at the TSA at Dubai where they're like, okay, we're going to pick you apart. It took everything out of my bag. And in Dubai, you have to go through, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, two or three security checks um, before you can get to this waiting store eating area. Um, that was quite annoying. So, yeah. That was the reason why I said I'm not going to use these kind of water bottles anymore. Plus, I don't know. I'm. You probably heard of that story um, because you're very close to Bali. There was this one girl um, or this one guy. I'm not sure um, where they put like drugs into the pocket of someone else's carry-on bag because that person. Apparently wanted to get rid of that stuff, and that girl got in jail um, on Bali. And we, Bali has, if I'm not, or at least at that time, had a death penalty for drugs. So I'm always kind of like scared that I have like open pockets on my back when I'm standing in line, and then someone is like, "Okay, I need to get rid of that stuff." So, if you're yeah. talking about. Um Michelle Corby is the name of a very famous um, person who was famously carrying, I think, a boogie board or like, you know, like a body, body, uh, body yeah. board. 
and somebody put drugs in her bodyboard and it was marijuana oh, that was- and she ended up in like Balinesian jail for like, yeah. I don't know, 10, 15 years. I think that was the story. She, yeah. she, she is now like a local celebrity here oh, for wow. some reason. <laughs> she's become like almost this personality and like she's graced like magazine covers mm. um, all because of that. Not saying things worked out well for her. They didn't. That was a te- must no. have been a terrible experience. But um, yeah, no, I'm aware of that. That is a yeah. valid concern, Bo. Yeah, that's really scary. And especially in countries where there is a death penalty. I mean, she got l- lucky in very, very big quotation marks that she just got into jail for that time. I mean, death penalty would, would have been terrible. So, okay, back to... Um, features that was a huge tension um what else quick access pockets are so important for me um i really like to use them especially during tsa checks i i don't like taking all of my valuables like phone wallet keys i don't get why people are just like carelessly throwing those things into those plastic bins and sometimes you kind of need to wait forever to get patted down while you can see in the far your plastic bin is already waiting at the end of that scanning thing. And I'm like, why do you, why do you just throw that stuff in? It would be so easy just to grab your passport or your wallet and then just go. No one would notice. And that's why I like quick access pockets. And there was this one bag. I forgot which one is was. It had it. Usually, right, they are on the top of the bag, right? But there was one bag that had it in the back panel, which was great for your passport. And um, it wasn't that big. It didn't have that much volume, but it has enough volume to fit a slim wallet and your passport. And that's a feature that I really like and I would like to have on every backpack. Um, Great. what they call it, um, strap and organizers. I feel like we are still not at the point where a lot of brands are really utilizing these features good enough. Most of them either don't do it or just have those elastics, those small little elastics that don't, for me, yeah, they are okay. Are you talking about to stopping the dangly bits on the end of your strap? Yeah. 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 Because it looks so, it looks so messy. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why, especially on on um, carry-on friendly bag, it's so easy for the strap ends to get stuck on the overhead compartment or on, on the seat underneath. And I wish some, there are some brands who do it really well, where it's basically the strap end is kind of like integrated into the bottom part of the shoulder strap, and yeah, it's it's a cleaner as you said, and b it's much more secure. I get there are some people who want to be able to always adjust the length of your uh, shoulder straps on the fly. I get that. Um, so I would wish there would be a little bit more R&D and going, developing something that really works and maybe accommodates both like target group demographics that either want quick adjustment or want to have that a little bit more cleaner. Um, some, some, um, some sling bags have quite good yeah, exactly. uh, straps like that where it's more of a exactly. loop. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I don't get what, yeah, I don't get why not more um, brands do that. Or like load lifters. That's something Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Load lifters, you adjust them once, as far as I understand. You adjust them once and then you set and forget, right? But why is the rest of that strap end of the load lifters still like hanging around? Why is there Mm -hmm. some way to hide them or keep them in place because obviously for me as a motorcycle rider that is annoying because with the wind but even if you're not a motorcycle rider if you're a bicycle rider or if you're just walking around or running that thing is always like hitting my (laughs) cheekbones a little bit because i'm so short i I guess if you're taller then you don't have that much strap ends but for a short person like me where you're like pulling the load lifters as much as possible then you have like I would say 20 centimeters of, of dangle, of str- yeah, of yeah. dangle on, on your shoulders. <laughs> and it's really annoying. And I don't get why. Mm. Nobody Only- likes excessive dangle. It just looks yeah. messy. Like, yeah, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you on that. But I see that on, on like military bags as well. And I feel that if you are in the military and if you are in need to run around a lot and be secure agile Agile, exactly and you don't want to get imagine like having like a rifle store i never shot a rifle i have no idea i'm completely talking out of my ass right now um if i have that what's called that butt of the rifle against your shoulders and imagine that you're taking off that that rifle quickly and it gets stuck on the on the strap of your load lifters i don't think that's good no that cost you your life (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But again, what do I know? I've never been in the military, but that's just some assumption on my part. Or like, like running. No, what's it called? Like um, when you are on the on the ground, laying on the ground, and then you have to move forward with your yeah, arms. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I would just call that crawling. Yeah, crawling. But- if you are crawling around, and then you have. I imagine you have to crawl around behind the bushes or there is like a pipe that you like crawl through. Don't know. You've, you've played too much Call of Duty. <laughs> exactly. And then you have like a strap and on the rest of your shoulder strap and you get stuck on, on, on a pipe or something. That can't be good. But it can't, it can't be good. It can't be good. Okay. So you've got, you've got an internal water pocket. Exactly. Bottle, bottle pocket from the able carry able able carry max yeah that was the able carry max and then you've got a um hidden quick access, quick access. pocket on the on the back panel mm-hmm. and then you've got straps with good uh strap organization yeah what what leader what leaderage is this bag um ah. if this if we wouldn't have been in covid times um i haven't traveled since the start of the pandemic i would say maybe something like 30 literish because i would love to travel again however because i'm not traveling and because i am working 100 remote usually i would say i want a cool office bag with 20 liters but i've had my hands on the gravel um it was 10 or 11 
liter backpack. It's a really small, tiny backpack. And I recently just uh, took out of my storage the Gorok Bullet, which is nine liter-ish or something. And I noticed well, that's a really cool capacity for everyday use if you're not carrying stuff for work, mm. e.g. a 15-inch laptop or something. If you're just carrying like a tablet and maybe a jacket, maybe a water bottle pocket, a water bottle or something like that, um, that is a really good capacity. A sling bag is great for those smaller items. And I don't want a sling bag to be bigger than 1.5 liter because it just tends to slide underneath my armpits. Mm -hmm. um, so everything bigger is just yeah, just a little bit unwieldy and unnecessary for me. And then the next step up would be, yeah, okay, then take like a shoulder messenger bag. But I don't like that one-sided weight on one shoulder. I I think that's not that healthy over time to just have like one load on one shoulder. And I'm not a doctor, but I assume that that can't be good for your spine to over longer periods yeah. of times. I see a lot of people on the carry forums talk about how as they got older, they had no other choice but to use a backpack because mm -hmm. of sh shoulder issues that may not have come around from carrying a messenger, but you know, it could have been a sports injury or a mm -hmm. work injury. Um, so yeah, I imagine that is not the best for your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, like a gradual thing. I, I feel like if you carry, let's say my bag, for work in the past would, I mean, I'm a, an extreme example because I have a laptop. I usually carry an unnecessary mechanical keyboard, a mouse and stuff like that. So I, I usually have been around eight kilograms just for the bag. And if you carry that every single day, five days a week on your left shoulder, yeah, that after one it or two up. years that, yeah, that adds up. So if you if I don't need to carry that kind of stuff, then 10 liters is really good. That's an amazing capacity that's not too big, not too small. Um, yeah, for for the times that we are currently living in, I would go with a 11 liter capacity. If I would go to work again, um, to an office, I mean, then it would be 20 literish. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I hope I answered uh, your question. Uh, and yes, very well. Thank you. Good to know. You're welcome. <laughs> so you're making your own bag with those specifications and then you let me know. <laughs> yeah, sure. I have, I have a customer. <laughs> so my question uh, to you is, um, as we said in the introduction, you cover a lot of items of the rush faster store and i also assume i mean you answered that already that they give you the the items but you also i assume you also curate some of the items that you want to um either have on the store but or on your youtube channel but obviously you are more on the side of the youtube channels um have you ever and I'm not sure if you can really answer that. If you have you ever got requests on items that wanted to be on the store or on your YouTube channel, for instance, I mean, I get so many emails for items. Hey, 
do you want to review that vacuum cleaner on your <laughs> backpack channel? <laughs> you know, so mm, that, that's mm. so weird, so random. And um, without telling a brand name, what was the most stupid item that wanted to be either on your store or on your YouTube channel? Or alternatively, if you don't have one, which item or what kind of category would you like to cover on your YouTube channel? Yeah, so we do get emails all the time um, mm. from companies reaching out to us to to put things on our channel. And I mean, really, the only things that we see on our channel are the things that we think our audience is going to be interested in and exactly. the things that we like. So if it doesn't fall into that category, it's not going to end up on our channel. We get some stuff that are like our backpacks, that, mm. but they're like these really cheap Amazon mm -hmm. backpacks. And they're just not interesting. They don't look good. Exactly. So we we don't put them on the channel. But we have um, <laughs> we have recently been getting inundated with like what I can only describe as like maybe the Italian version of H and M. Okay. Like like you know the clothing okay. store. Yeah. Um. And and they've been quite persistent in sort of coming up with an agreement. And the, the, the emails are never personal. <laughs> they're always, <laughs> and they're always very strangely worded. Um, yeah, and they, they want to send us free clothes in exchange for us making a video about their clothes. And it's just a, I don't see an alignment there no. between <laughs> Italian fast fashion and, uh, and carry goods. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's a weird one. Um, but do you have like uh, some like travel clo clothing on the channel, right? Like merino yeah. shirts or something. So maybe yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, maybe maybe it is. Um, we, I mean, we we definitely have covered clothes in some capacity before, um, but they're usually from brands that also do carry related yeah, things. Exactly. You know? Or it's a it's a it like you said, it's a shirt that. Um, lends itself to travel yeah. because it's packable or or something like that or it doesn't need to be washed for a few days um but yeah the but it's, at least it's not a vacuum cleaner that was that's for right. me that that, that really... was so random why yeah. the hell would i put you know a what you should have done you should have you should have got them to send it to you and then you should have reviewed it as if it was a backpack and you should have said like the capacity is terrible <laughs> very uncomfortable to wear on your back <laughs> I took it to work on the motorcycle. <laughs> Imagine the B-roll. <laughs> um. yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> like gaffer's taping some some straps <laughs> on, on the robot. Just use the electrical tape or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That would be. Yeah, send them the video. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that could be. Um, I will keep that in mind if I ever get that that uh, that email again. I might try that. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, so, but no. In all seriousness, like you've got to, you've sort of if you do respond to these emails, and I, I don't think you. Ha you have to respond to them all because some of them don't even attempt to no, um, and I make it even do. look like they've watched your channel. But um, I'm always just polite, you know, like, yeah, this isn't for us. Thank you yeah, for reaching exactly, out. You know? Exactly. Rah, 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 so. Because yeah. I, I do the same. I always am polite 
because sometimes for strange reasons, a lot of these companies tend to pivot to other categories as well. You know, especially, you know, those, those, there are a lot of flashlight companies mm. and, um, I really, I, I'm, I don't want to sound that, that I'm bashing them because it's not because I love nightcore flashlights mm. and they are now making bags, right? So that's really cool. And from the reviews that I watched about those bags, I haven't tested them. Um, I can see that they are really thinking about adding something to the, to the category. So I, I, I really applaud what they're doing, but I see other companies that have like, Oh, we're selling bags. Razors, flashlights, vacuum cleaner, mm. and maybe some uh, food for pets. Yeah. <laughs> so when yeah. like, how did that come together? So I'm always trying to be polite because you know you, we you see never each know. other. Yeah, you see every person at least twice in your life. So maybe they pivot to the completely different direction, and then they have something that you potentially like. Sometimes. Oh, look, well, yeah, it's I mean, Bellroy started as a wallet company. Exactly. Um, and then, and now they make great bags. Mm. Um, and yeah, Nightcore, great example. We've, we've done a few videos on their stuff on our channel. Yeah. I haven't personally, but some of the other presenters have. And the flashlights yeah, it looks are like amazing. good stuff. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's really cool that companies can broaden, broaden their portfolio. Sometimes it's a little bit weird. But uh, sometimes it's really cool. So, and alternatively, which are there any product categories or specific items that you personally would love to see or to cover on the YouTube channel? Yeah, I think that um, I think that there's a bit of overlap for carry enthusiasts with um, watches. There seems to be nice. Um, like pe people that I think, I think it's just people that like good quality things. Yeah. You know? Um, so, <clears throat> and we've, we've featured a few watches on our channel this year. I always wear a watch. Um, What's and you go people to? often, well, at the moment it's a Serica, um, oh, which is oh, a Serica. It's a micro brand out of France, Swiss made, oh, okay. but French okay. designed. Um, really nice. And then my other one is, a uh, is a Seiko. Um, I can't the remember SKX? the reference. No, it's um, it's a, one of the reissues of the sixty-two mass diver. Okay. So it's a diver. Okay. Um, but that's been in the shop for about five months. Um, oh. just just taking forever to get back. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think you know <clears throat> things like the G-Shock, for example, yeah. is is it's a, an example of a or any of the tool watches that you could wear mm. while you're also using a backpack to yes. you know go hiking or camping or fishing or um, or whatever you're doing. So I think there's, I think there's potential there. Mm. Um, yeah. And our audience seems to, or at least a portion of our audience seems to be interested in that. So oh, that's watches what I'd love. so cool. Yeah. You should do that. I love watches. Um, I'm sometimes a little bit scared of the watch community because sometimes it feels like the watch community is as, um, passionate and um, vocal <laughs> about their choices of watches and other people's opinions. Um, 
which is scary sometimes. It reminds me a little bit of, like the Android versus iPhone, Xbox versus PlayStation, you know? It's, mm. it's scary sometimes. What scares but, me about watches is the price. <clears throat> yes. Like, like, you know, people think that maybe a $300 bag is expensive. Well, let me tell you this, you know, a watch yeah. can, um, can get pretty hefty too. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people are affording Rolexes. I just don't understand don't, that. But don't don't know either. What's your but what's your um, what's your favorite watch that you w would love to get if you had, um, if if money wouldn't be an issue? For instance, for me, it's a two door uh, Black Bay. Yeah, beautiful. That's, that's uh, I want that so much, but I can't justify no way. buying no way buying it. Yeah, look, I like um, I like the classic Rolex Explorer. That's um, nice. Yeah, which I color? I just think it's. Uh, I think I'd probably go black, but they do it. They yeah. do another one called. I think I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's called the Milgauss or or something like that, and it's basically a Rolex Explorer except it has a lightning bolt for a second hand. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, and it also has like these sort of really bright green accents. I think on mm. the um. Uh, indices so yeah. it's sort of like a slightly camped up version of a rolex explorer that sounds so that's pretty cool well why why is there a lightning bolt is that some reference to i don't know to a race driver or something look prob probably i i purposely don't investigate watches i can't afford <laughs> 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 like, so. yeah, yeah i get that um I imagine that it has a similar... No, it's probably more expensive than the Tudor, right? I always don't get what the Tudor and Rolex... Are they like... I'm not sure if, if, they, are, if they are competitors or if they are in, within the same mother brand. I'm not... I always forget. Probably... There's some get, crossover there, whether, whether yeah, they're right? owned... Whether they were owned by the same people or whether... Rolex has since bought Tudor or they're manufactured in the same company or something like that. But there's definitely a crossover there um, for sure. Okay. I obviously need to learn more about watches if I'm going to start talking about them on my channel. But <laughs> Yeah, but the, I mean, the topic or the information, it's so big, you can't know everything, right? That's, That's true. That's but true. it should be fun. I, I think you should definitely do some wa uh, watch reviews, especially... Since you already own two, maybe you should do just a, a test video or one video about that. Because Seiko, I mean, Seiko is so, so mm, There's a lot to talk and, about with Seiko. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Um, okay. So I have a question for you. Um, yes. Can you wear a backpack with a suit? Good question. Um <clears throat> You see, my wife is very interested in fashion and knows a lot about fashion, and she would say no. And I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm honestly not sure. At one, at, to some degree, my heart says yes, you should, because I I think it's stupid to mess up your back and your health just because you want to look good, and. Um, I see so many cool bags that, in my humble opinion, fit a suit. 
these be it um Carl Friedrich or any other somewhat leather type of backpack not all of them i feel that there are too many leather backpacks that because of the properties of leather are way too bulky and way too heavy and in my humble opinion there should be some form of um, development to make that a little bit more lightweight especially also considering i'm not vegan and i don't mind leather but i understand that there is a need for vegan leather in the future and um maybe develop something that is very close to how leather behaves not necessarily how leather feels or how leather looks but what many people especially me like about leather is how it patinas over time how it gets a used look that you want to pass i don't have kids but if i had kids that would be something i would like to pass over as an heirloom especially with <clears throat> now that we talked about watches this is my uh steinhardt watch with a leather strap um and it it just yeah, it looks so better over time. And I feel like that the. I'm not sure if vegan leather actually gets patina over time. And if there would be some R&D in that area that makes like cool leather belts, vegan leather belts that actually patina over time or get some patina, that would be amazing. And um, long story short, if that leather would also be a little bit more lightweight and not add so much bulk on a backpack. That could look amazing on a suit because most of the leather bags that I see are that bulky and then kind of mess up the appearance or the look of a well-tailored suit somehow. Um, also, there's the perception that many men and women have that backpacks are just for kids hmm. or or not not are too casual in a way and i don't think that is the right way and i don't know it, there's so much disadvantages about using a briefcase or a messenger in my humble opinion and just because you want to look well-rounded let's say that way for the office just because you wear a suit you want to mess up your health in long term and you um, compromise on the features i don't know if that's the right way of course you could argue that people who wear a suit and go to the office with a well-tailored suit they are driving in the car anyways they don't have to carry <clears throat> a bag um, long distances but I also think that this is changing right now people at least in the big cities uh, here in Hamburg people are moving away from actually owning a car and driving a car to work so I think there or I hope there will be a change in perception of using a specific type of bag for work so to answer your question, yes, I think backpacks 
and suits work together and they should work together okay but not Good. not maybe not don't wear a suit with a uh 511 rush 12 that doesn't yeah, fit no, yeah. you've got to you've got to pair it pair yeah. it well but it's yeah it's it's a difficult question um for me it's easy but i see so many people struggling with that question mm. um mm, for sure do you wear often a suit um, I've had jobs in the past where I've worn suits, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a challenge because one of the reasons that I wouldn't want to wear a backpack with a suit would be to because it would ruin the suit. Um, that's yeah, that's the yeah, shoulders of the concern, suit. You know, yeah. a very important part of the structure of that suit. Mm. But then again, I would have to carry a camera gear, laptop. I'd have too much stuff for like even a big. Like I had the Filson um, 48 hour tin cloth briefcase, mm. which is a massive sort of fairly formal slash rugged looking wax canvas briefcase. Mm. I couldn't fit everything I needed in there. So I'd, I'd have to end up carrying a backpack. So, have you been doing like wedding photography or? No, I was working in politics. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, okay. That makes sense. Wearing mm. a suit and having camera gear. Yeah, but what would be the solution? I mean, you you also ruin the structure of your shoulders of the suit with a messenger bag as well. Mm. So the only solution would be a suitcase, right? Yeah, or I guess like a roller case, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I, what I ended up doing was I had a very small um, briefcase, which I just mm. sort of took my essentials in, and then I just left everything at the office. Mm. Because I didn't want to have to lug it on the train, um, you know, and yeah, have to face that sort of conundrum of whether I carried it in one hand or put it on my back. Interesting. But I do like, I did like wearing a suit. That was pretty fun. I I wonder if, if the solution would be to take off the suit and have like, I don't know, like an extra compartment just for the suit. Yeah. Well, people it's that like ride bikes to work sort of do that. Like there's some, mm. there's some backpacks that are built to carry a suit in a backpack. Mm. So you can ride your bike to work, get yeah, to work, yeah, shower, yeah. whatever, change into a suit. Yeah. So no, it's not out of the question. But how about, um, I'm not sure how far we are along with technical fabrics that don't wrinkle that much. I'm not sure. If- suiting. Yeah, if there is like a suit, that's how, also I, I was talking to someone else uh, on the Discord channel. Or we had this uh, talk about these um, suit, <clears throat> these bags just for suits. You know, my dad had one of those, and there's like just this one, one purpose kind of bag or style of bag. And I was actually when I remembered that back from my dad just for suits i mean that is like 30 years ago or something um mm. i wonder if if technology hasn't come so far that we have bags uh suits that don't wrinkle especially for those people who are traveling i mean i don't know how to travel with a suit without it getting wrinkly in your check-in bag mm. Mm. i'm not sure how that works to be quite honest yeah, how do you I mean, f- fold them? Do you fold a suit inside <laughs> your check-in bag, or how do you do that? I mean, I'm sure there's a way 
the way to fold them because I know those types of bags that you're talking about. And I know that mm. Filson, for example, has one that's like, they're like suit bags. Mm. Um, but I also think people are wearing suits less these days. True. Um, it's becoming much more, much more casual though. They'll probably never disappear. Mm. But the question is then would people who wear suits be interested in that sort of material or do they wear a suit because they like the, the feel of the woolen suit, you know? <clears throat> Good question. So, I don't know. I, it's complicated. It's, complicated. It's, a, it's a really complicated question. <laughs> All right. So then um, my next question is, um, I already asked that a little bit in the question before, but yeah, I just wanted to go a little bit more into your YouTube channel. What's, What's your plans with the the YouTube channel overall? Where do you want where do you see the YouTube channel going in the future? And do you have like a specific goal for 2023 just for the channel? That's a great question. Um yeah, so the Rush Faster YouTube channel has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And the the host that was there I think during a large part of its growth his name was Ed and he mm. left about a year ago. He moved on, oh. just wanted to do something else with his life. Um, mm. And, you know, fair enough and all power to him. And he was more or less the sole presenter and, and people mm. really got connected to him um, and they knew him and they trusted him. And then I came along with all these other new presenters and we've just sort of been introducing ourselves to our audience and, you know, I've been there for almost, almost a year. So yeah. people, people are starting to get to know me and, um, get to know my, my personality and, and my, my sort of what I look for in a bag and they can mm. kind of calibrate, uh, off the back of that. Um, so I think this year for us and, and the other, I think five presenters that are on the channel, there's Theo, Zach, um, Jericho, and there'll be a new presenter, Kate. Um, who, who might've put up her first video by the time this podcast comes out. So I think we're just trying to look at a way of creating a cohesive experience for mm. our audience, given that we are five presenters. Um, and I tend to put out two videos a month and then I think we'll have the other presenters put out, um, pro probably slightly less frequently. So for us, this year is, is really going to be about, um, getting, uh, getting a consistent sort of look and feel for the, for the channel mm. from five presenters who are presenting from all around the world. You know, we've got presenters in England, Canada, U S. That's um, awesome. So it's really cool. And you know, we'd love to get one, um, probably another one in Europe and maybe even someone in, in Japan just to sort mm. of really go global. Um, so that's, that's the plan for us. Um, but then we're always looking at ways to improve the channel, to make content that is more appealing to our audience. And, you know, we take on a lot of the feedback that we get um, through the comments and um, try and implement that. And we talk to our community about what they want to see. Um, so yeah, if anybody comments on our channels, like I read all those comments um, and and, and, and when you make recommendations, you know, I, I go and check them out. And when you have constructive criticism, like we take that on board and it's mm. definitely led to better, a better channel and better videos. So 
yeah, I think it's just sort of a day by day, just try and get a little bit better, get a little bit baggier. Is there any type of content that you would like to make in the future? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to highlight um, and sort of make mini documentaries about a lot of the smaller manufacturers oh, that are out cool. there. Yeah, there are some. There are some like one man operations mm. out there that are making stuff that people who know about their stuff go absolutely crazy for. Mm. Um, and I'd love to talk to them and talk to the like find out how they got the inspiration and what sort of pushed them over the edge to start mm. doing it. And then how they actually manage that business when they're That's often cool. the ones that are doing the design, the sewing and the marketing, and then, you know, sending <clears> out the, the shipping out the packages and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how they balance that with their life and what they were doing before they got into bag making. So I'd love, I'd love to sort of go deeper into the makers. Yeah. Um, so we can sort of introduce to a larger audience those channel th those makers because I think they're doing some really interesting stuff. Mm. But then also so we can sort of show behind the scenes to our audience of what it, what it actually takes to that's cool. manufacture a bag. Yeah, that's actually something that I'm currently also looking into uh, here with this podcast because there's obviously these longer times types of um, content really lends itself to actually yeah communicate and talk with brands, but considering you or rush faster has a store you probably have so many good connections to to these all of these brands so i'm really looking forward if you're going to do these types of videos in the future so that could be very interesting yeah hopefully hopefully um but yeah i love i love the the opportunity of sort of like thinking outside of the box you know mm -hmm. of what can be done um on a bag channel uh, and Besides, besides that, doing these types of documentary, um, will you, are you considering also to, I don't know, have some more, let's say personal stuff on the channel? I, I don't mean like personal for you, but could you see yourself doing like kind of vlog style back reviews or is it for the lack of a better word, is it just specifically product orientated okay this is the bag or or is it yeah i think what i'd like to do is and i've seen i've seen others do it so we'd we'd, mm. purely, we'd just be copying <laughs> but i'd love to provide some like i guess educational content um around uh whether it's around travel or everyday carry um some stuff like that i think that there's always space For that on youtube mm. but i'm uh, sorry because just to clarify my question i'm asking that um because obviously when you have a single person it's easier to say like okay i'm using this bag on my day-to-day -day life i'm doing this i'm doing that but because rush faster is like a brand and essentially also a shop i'm not sure if if you you as the creator or the five people who are creators on the rush faster channel if there is any room for you to actually ingest some of your personal um, style, let's call it mm. that way, into these videos. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's going to reveal itself um, as time goes on and as the presenters um, get more familiar with the audience or as the mm -hmm. audience gets mm -hmm. more familiar with the presenters because I've started to identify in our presenters that we've got, right, we've got somebody that's always traveling. 
so she can she can really talk about travel gear. Oh, that's cool. And then we've got somebody that that rides a bike to college, mm. so they have a very different perspective on life. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. and then we have we have myself, and I work um, professionally with like with a camera, let's say. Mm. So I have a, I have that perspective. So I think that in that um, in that aspect, we might sort of each become the um, the expert on a particular yeah. type of carry, and it that's could cool. go down that path. Mm. Um, so that's that's <clears throat> one way of that we're thinking about it at the moment. Um, just to yeah, give that real that. lived in experience. Yeah. Mm. I mean, especially considering bag are so subjective and um, specific to each single person, I think there would be a lot of benefit for people to know all of you as presenters to kind of um, calibrate themselves to you um, and see like, okay, that's, the person that is closest to my personal interest and maybe closest to how I live my day-to-day -day life. So I know if that reviewer or that presenter likes that bag or dislikes that bag, I know for me, okay, that's not for me or that is perfect for me, you know? Um, so Ab that would absolutely. be very interesting. And when, when brands come to me and they say, we've got this new bag coming out, it does this, that, and the other, uh, I always think, okay, which presenter would be best to look yeah. at this bag. That's cool. Um, and, and try and allocate them in that way. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for answering uh, my last question. Do you have another one? I, or I'm, yes, I forgot I, to count. I, I do. Um, I was just going to ask, um, outside of uh, Carrie yeah. and being a film editor, What do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? Oh, um, my hobbies are martial arts and yeah. motorcycle riding and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> every, every Monday I meet with uh, six other friends and we play Dungeons and Dragons um, online via Discord and a tool that is called D&D uh, &D Beyond. And that's yeah, so that's, cool. I, I'm so nerdy with that stuff. <laughs> I love it so much. But it, it, it happened due, due to COVID, right? Because we, we didn't have any chance to meet up. And as a kid, I played a lot of pen and paper um, role-playing games. And now that we got older, we're like, hey, that would be fun to do that again. Oh, no, we can't meet up. Yeah, we could just do it per video. And then we did. And now since the start of the pandemic, every Monday we meet up and play Dungeons and Dragons. That's <laughs> and, so awesome. Yeah. And yeah, during the pandemic, um, no, two, a couple of years before the pandemic, I did my motorcycle um, driver's license. And that was obviously also great. Best way to keep social distancing is be on a motorcycle. And I was riding a lot of motorcycle during the pandemic, and I still do. And before um, the pandemic, I did BJJ, but then I stopped because for those who don't know, BJJ is very close combat grappling. Let's call it mm. to, to explain it simplified. And 
obviously during COVID, I didn't want to do that. That was way too close. And um, yeah, so I paused that, but I started Muay Thai um, a year ago um, because I felt like, okay, that's at least there's some distance. And yeah, I love that. I really love martial arts as a workout and also as a, let's say, precaution for the future because I did get into a couple of altercations when I was a kid. I got robbed twice and beat up once because I was Asian. That was that was kind of messed up, actually. In Germany, yeah, like, in Germany. At yeah. Home, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That was that was a little bit messed up. But that was the start of me being interested in martial arts. So I started fairly uh, young with martial arts. Fortunately, I never got into a fight afterwards. Um, but just now, I'm not sure. I would still always say, if you get into trouble, run. But mm. if I couldn't run, I feel fairly confident that at least I could hurt the other person as well. It sounds stupid that you need to think about that kind of stuff. But since I already gotten into some mm. issues as a kid, I'm just, yeah, better safe, better be safe than sorry, right? And um, for me, it's like... Doing martial arts is a good way to um, get away from whatever and what's going on in during your life. If there's anything going on in your mind, if you go, many people are like saying, "Yeah, just work out." That helps to feel better, and I don't think that makes you feel better because if I am lifting weights, I still can think about stuff. I still know that, okay, when I get home, there are some bills that I have to pay or this, that is really annoying and I don't want to do, deal with that. But if you are in sparring, for instance, if you're not thinking about what's going on at the moment, you get punched in the face. So you have to switch off your mind. You have to think about what's going on at that moment. And that's so good for or has been so good for my personal mental health the mm. same as with motorcycle riding if you're in the car people or i as well tend to drift away sometimes and then after like two minutes i'm like holy crap was i driving i'm not <laughs> thinking about what i'm doing <laughs> you know how those, did i get here yeah yeah you know it happens so often sometimes um and it's scary and that doesn't happen with motorcycle riding because I don't know, my mental brain is really wired to, okay, I need to, on a motorcycle, you need to be very aware of the other drivers. You always, I, I am personally always looking, okay, is that person on the phone? Is that person actually looking? And so I'm always wired to be very aware of whatever is going on around me. Therefore, I forget everything that, has been on my mind beforehand so those two things i can personally always recommend to people if they are somewhat in the uh in a mental state where everything is kind of overwhelming for me that helped a lot um running didn't do anything for me i was always kind of like 
running and then okay to get my mind off let's start a, a, a audiobook and then i switch on the audiobook and five minutes later damn i need to skip back to, rewind, <laughs> to, the chat, yeah. to rewind to the chapter before because i didn't listen i was thinking about something else um so yeah those are my hobbies and yeah i don't know but it's i would love to game more um but i noticed that i got simulation sickness uh so i can't game anymore i get seasick whenever oh, whenever wow. I, yeah whenever i'm playing that's the age i feel like that's even like if you're playing mario or something like that no that works but whenever yeah. i play uh, a first person or a third person game um i get seasick i try to play god of war for instance because mm. i like story driven games I, I felt sick after a few yeah, wow. few minutes really sucks and it just started when i got fo uh, to 40 i was mm. like Oh no! <laughs> no, <laughs> you're an old man. Yeah, you know this. I was always under the impression: oh, when I'm older, I have more time. I can play games. And then I had time during COVID, and I bought myself an Xbox. I sold my PlayStation Four, bought an Xbox, started up Halo, and after 30 minutes, I was almost barfing into, oh. <laughs> into the trash can because I was so seasick. Um, yeah, it doesn't work That's for me terrible. That's yeah. terrible. Sorry to sucks. hear that. Yeah, it sucks. Mario's okay. That works sometimes. Yeah. It's a little bit annoying, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, there's not much time, honestly. Getting older is... I don't know. I don't like it. It's not because I feel like that I'm getting old, but rather than there are so many responsibilities that take away from your quality time sometimes. No, not sometimes. Yeah, most it can of the be times. hard to find. It can be hard to find time. Like I have two kids, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I would love to be able to play more games, mm. but I, I'm lucky if I get, you know, 20 minutes a week of Zelda in. Yeah. Um, even read, even, even just reading is, is a real yeah. challenge just because the kids, um, they're great and everything, but they, they do suck your energy and take up quite a lot of time. But, um, fortunately bags is something that I can sort of enjoy with them, you know, because yeah, yeah. We, we go to the park or, or we go out on an adventure, I'm, I'm packing a bag, you know, and so it's, it's one of those hobbies that I can sort of do concurrently yeah. to other things. Mm. What are your hobbies then? What do you do to, in your free times, if you ever have those precious moments for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I play in a rock and roll band, so oh, um, wow. that's, that's pretty good. What instrument? I've been doing that. I play guitar and I sing as well. Oh, cool. So yeah, the, um, we just played on the weekend, actually. We probably, we probably play like, oh, maybe once a month. Um, what kind of just, music uh, do you play? It's like rock and roll. It's like, so like know, old school rock and roll uh, yeah, yeah, old, yeah cool. old school rock and roll with like yeah. you know, bit of bit of the influences of everything that's come since then. Mm. Um, my my band is called Smitty and Be Good, which is a really difficult <laughs> name to remember and Google, but we are out there. Um, so I I do that, you know, and and it's that's really fun. It's a similar thing, you know, when you're on stage, you're sort of like you're, you're singing and you're performing and you're playing guitar. You're, you're, you're not worrying about. Yeah. about the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, so it's, it's really cathartic and, you know, we make a lot of noise and yeah, it's good fun. And I play soccer. So. Oh, that's, that's rare. Is it, uh, I feel like 
only like the Europeans spear, uh, play soccer. <laughs> or well, like well, we like to say it football. I'm not sure why yeah, all yeah, of yeah, you yeah, yeah, call yeah. it soccer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. We we made it through to the final sixteen in the in the World Cup. You know, I have no idea. We, I, I never watched soccer. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a I terrible just... German, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've just played played since I was a kid, so it's the only That's sport cool. that I'm like don't completely suck at. So I I play now with a bunch of like over thirty five year old guys, mm. and you know we all just try not to get hurt every week, basically. Why is that? Every time I see a friend who's hurt on his legs or whatever, and I'm like. I'm asking that person, oh no, did you get in a car accident or did you fall with your bicycle? No, I got hurt playing soccer. What did you do? Did someone, did you, <laughs> I don't know, did someone like I did it hit during you? warm up. Yeah, yeah, most of the time it's, it's uh, I fell. Did you have the ball? No, I just fell. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, yeah, it's a cruel trick getting old, isn't it? <laughs> but that's cool. I, I would have loved to be in a band. As a kid. I was actually in a band. I was terrible when I was a kid. I was the quote-unquote uh, singer. And it's a big quote because I can't sing. So we switched to uh, Limp style, corn-style shouting. Oh, wow. And again, quote-unquote rapping, which wasn't rapping, which was terrible. I'm kind of embarrassed by it, but I will admit it. <laughs> but is, is there anything online? No, fortunately not. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> but if I had a band, I would have would love to have a ska band. If I'm really honest. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love ska so much. It's so it's party music. It's so much fun. I love yeah. it so much. My my wife is um always cringing at me if I say I like Scar because she thinks it's stupid. <laughs> But I like it so much. Like with the trumpets and yeah. uh, it's so What's much that fun. that upbeat, you know? It's just that yeah. like... Doom, 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 like oh, it's so good. Gets the head bobbing and the foot tapping totally, and the ass shaking. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So I was I was really hoping when you said you're playing in a, uh, in a band, I was really hoping that you say, yeah, of course, I'm a scar band. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, sorry, sorry to disappoint. Not in the <laughs> Is there anything band. online yeah. from from your band? Yeah, we've got some stuff on, um, uh, you know, Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, um, maybe so you should. It's out there. Smitty and the be be what? Beehive. Smitty, Smitty and be good. Be good. Yeah. I kind of. Yeah. I don't know why, but you give me somewhat of a Marty McFly vibe right now. <laughs> That you That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. have like the big, uh, the big uh, guitar then, or do you have like? No, uh, I would very... love, I would love one of those. But like Back to the Future, that is one of my favorite movies, and probably It's one amazing. of my first memories of like rock and roll. You know, when yeah. he sort of gets up there, plays the Johnny Be Good, and he says, "Yeah, totally." Yeah, you know, it's probably a bit new for you guys, but your kids are going to love it. Like, just <laughs> such a great, great moment in film. But that, is that the kind of music that you sometimes play? Yeah. Or yeah, that'd be along the lines for sure. I think yeah. it's it's so diff difficult to kind of um, narrow it down what rock and roll actually is. 
because it's so broad and it, many people use it in a very wide definition that sometimes I don't personally don't know. Okay. If that person is saying rock and roll, is that person kind of um, defining it in that area with Johnny B. Good and Elvis, or is that person saying like, Oh, John Bon Jovi, that's rock and roll. Right? Mm, mm, <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's well, that's, something that's a little bit difficult. That's why I say rock and roll band um, instead of rock band. It's a, it's a oh, subtle difference, but um, that makes sense. I think you know, yeah, it speaks to because it is way more in that sort of Elvisy, yeah, um, you know, sort of vein rather than yeah, hair metal or you know, or like even the Foo Fighters. It's not it's not like that stuff. But I, yeah, I think yeah. if you say rock and roll, people have like that sort of old school. But like, but I yeah. can see you singing "Bed of Roses." To be quite honest, I can see you oh, in yes. that area. Yes. In the video clip, just wind, really? hair blowing in the wind. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, are you the lead singer? Yep, yep. Oh, We're a three cool. piece, three piece, and um, I sing, I sing. You, I don't you, know that you caught like you know. It's just it's rock and roll singing. But yeah, not, that's um, singing. I think yeah, it's really yeah, difficult yeah. to hold a note. I can sing in the shower. Yeah, that I'm really good at. You don't want to hear it's it. What, <laughs> I don't want to see it either. That's where we all started, though. <laughs> well, it's like the acoustics in the shower is so That's deceiving. True. Every, yeah. Everyone, Everyone sounds like, good in the, sound, in the shower. Exactly. Really good. You, just, you should uh, hear me sing Celine Dion in the shower. I'm really good at that. <laughs> she had some bangers. She had some bangers. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for answering all of my questions and um, taking all of these tangents uh, <laughs> to your music and stuff like that. And if people want to search for you, where can they find you? Sure. It's just Rush Faster. We're Rush Faster on YouTube, Rush Faster on Instagram and TikTok. Anywhere you're looking, just Rush Faster. Oh, you have a TikTok word. as well. Yeah, we've just started up TikTok mm -hmm. um, and we've been making content for it. And uh, it, it's it's fun. It's another avenue, another way to talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I have it's, a it's, you know, TikTok. All the kids but, uh... are, are raging about it. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. I can see we both are getting a little bit older, huh? <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for your time and uh, answering all of my questions. And everyone, check out Rush Faster on YouTube and the other channels. And thank you all so much for listening. And we hear each other in the next episode. Thank you very much.